Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Rick Smith. I'm here with my friend Todd Wagner. Rick, hey friends. All right, well, this question has come up in several different ways, and it revolves the issue of confession. So if I've already confessed to God, is it important to confess to other people? Do I need to do that? Hmm. Well, um, I say yes, you do, but not maybe for uh, the reason that, that some traditions of the faith hold. I don't need to do it so that my sins would be forgiven. Right? 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, faithful and righteous, I think it says, uh, to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So um, we know that we're forgiven when we confess our sins to God. And by the way, the word confess it just basically means to agree with. When what we're doing there is we're repenting, which is, a, which is a turn of direction, Rick. We're just saying, hey, what I was doing was not honoring to you. I was leaning on my own understanding. I was not in all my ways acknowledging you. Uh, but I was making my paths go the way that seemed right to me, but in the end, with a way of death. So uh, the reason we confess our sins to God is a form of repentance and of reconciling ourselves to him. Uh, we know that Christ died for our sins once and for all, the just for the unjust, in order that he might bring us to God, it says in 1 Peter 3. But um, the reason that the Bible admonishes us to confess our sins to one another, it says in James 5.16, it says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may, this is interesting, be healed. Yeah, um, and so what's interesting, there seems to be something different happening when we confess to God and then when we confess to one another. Yeah, what does that healing mean? Some people ask, what does it mean that yeah, you'll be healed? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I think it means. It, um, I'll do that by going to uh, Psalm 3 first. Psalm 3 says, Thou, Lord, art a shield around me. You're my glory and the lifter of my head. There's no question that God is our encourager, that God is the one who helps us and strengthens us, uh, who heals our uh, diseases and forgives our iniquities. But there's something about God making his tangible grace known through the body, through the church, that is central to uh, his means of grace for us. And so when it says in James 5.16, so that you might be healed, uh, one of the things that always happens with sin, sin always severs relationships. It, um, it, sin brings guilt and shame, and guilt and shame are never God's tools, right? Those are the enemy's tools. Uh, they, they back us in a corner, they make us um, filled with self-hate and loathing, uh, and, and it pulls me away from you. And when I can come to you and I can share with you, hey, Rick, I, I did this thing, that is dishonoring to God, it was destructive in my own life, um, and, and I need to let you know, man, I've, I've already confessed it to God, but as my brother, a guy that I'm in, engaged with in, in community, we'd say here at Watermark, or um, somebody that is coming alongside me on a regular basis, whatever the vernacular is of a local church expression, but a brother in Christ, uh, I, I need to let you know, hey, this is an area I'm struggling in so you can pray for me, and you can encourage me. You can help me figure out what the triggers are. Maybe one of the uh, patterns that were in my life that led to that, some of the disciplines I wasn't doing. But what's going to happen when I do that is that um, you are going to be able to do what the Spirit of God does. Okay, You're going to be a, a, a shield about me and the lifter of my head. You're going you're to affirm me. You're going to receive me back. You're going to let me experience tangible grace and welcome me back into that community. And so I think some of the healing that I experienced there is not that I just have to really believe by faith and imagine that uh, despite these behaviors and practices, I can still be loved. I'm going to get to experience the love and the restoration. Certainly that's true if my sin was against you, 
okay? And I receive that reconciliation from you. But just even in general, uh, I need your help. In, in Proverbs 28, 13, it says, he who conceals his transgressions will not prosper, okay? But he who confesses and forsakes them will find compassion. And, and compassion, that word just means, um, you know, just with empathy. And so I'm gonna let you be able to communicate to me an empathetic, caring love from God. Todd, I don't want to see you have guilt and shame ruin your life, which I said guilt and shame aren't God's tools. They're not. Conviction is. And conviction drives us um, to repentance. And part of repentance is acknowledging that what we're doing is wrong, confessing it to God, confessing it to our brothers, okay, uh, and making amends. And then uh, the way I forsake it is you help me figure out, hey, what are some things that I could do to protect me? What are some things that I should do uh, in, in the future that uh, would keep me from maybe falling back in those areas? So, yes, I would say that the Scriptures admonish us to confess our sins to one another. Great stuff. And, you know, guys that I run with in my own community group, I, I encourage them to go, hey, I think sometimes we think if we confess this, you're going to look at me as less of a Christian or less. Yeah. And I say, man, I, I'm more encouraged yeah. when you confess and share what's going on in your life. Yeah, the goal of our instruction, it says in 1 Timothy 1.5, uh, is love from a pure heart a good conscience, a sincere faith. And it is always an encouragement. You see a brother with sincere faith who hates sin, okay, and loves God. And when somebody says, I hate this struggle so much, I don't want to uh, cultivate it over here. One of the other reasons I confess my sin is it's a way for me to very quickly, I'll say this, is to let other people know these are the areas that I'm prone to wonder, prone to leave the God I love. Sometimes there's some things I'm not willing to let go of. And I need to let you know, hey, this this thing is controlling me. I've used an illustration before about how when we start to play with sin, one of the, one of the things that makes sin deceitful is that we think we can control it, right? And so uh, when we get a little lion cub, who wouldn't want all the attention that you get playing with a little lion yeah. cub? They're fun, they're cool, but they grow to be lions. Yeah. Okay, but it's my lion cub, and I don't want to kill Simba. Well, you go, Todd, that's a lion. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to help you put that thing out of its misery. And so one of the things that, that, that confessing to a brother does is he's going to help you deal with these things that you don't want to let go of. And he's going to say, let me tell you what this is doing to you. This is destructive and dangerous in your life. And so confessing that uh, is going to bring some brothers around you that can help you build a defense in all the ways that God intends. So wisdom would have you confess. Great stuff. All right. If we can help you in any way, there's an email address at the bottom of the screen. Email us. We'll be glad to connect with you. And we'll see you next week on another episode of Real Truth Real Quick.